When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Okay. Hello and welcome to Squirrel Talk. Yes, we're back, back, back again. It's the one and only Hillary Ass bringing you another episode of Squirrel Talk. So excited to be back on the interwebs doing the squirrely things. Now, unfortunately, my dear departed sister, Selena Vile, I know, last week we killed Vicky. This week, Selena's dead too. Dead to me, at least. <laughs> no, she just went and, uh, well, she had some gigs. She's a busy person. But luckily, that gives me the opportunity to introduce a very special person to myself to help me co-host this podcast. Yes, I'm fine. I know you hear stress in my voice. That's just because I'm fine. Everything is fine and there's no problems. <clears throat> Anyways, um, to help me bring the podcast alive today, I'm going to introduce to you my one and only, uh, well, I have a couple actually, uh, but she's pretty good. She's a good one. Uh, a drag daughter. Uh, the one and only uh, Messy Margaret. Hi, Messy. Come on in. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Mommy. Oh, my God, Messy. I'm so excited that you're finally on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to finally be here after so many false promises. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, we're pretty tough around here, honestly. We don't yeah, love just I'm, anyone. I'm used to disappointment. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, I don't like to give uh, handouts. Uh, I, I really like, I like the fact that you're here and I'm so happy that you're here. And, uh, okay. So messy, uh, the, the world is new to you, I suppose. And all our listeners, um, uh, tell us about yourself. Are you, you're a drag queen, you're a drag thing or something like that. I, I'm a drag, I'm a drag queen. I'm a drag artist. I like to say, uh, drag performer, I've been doing it since just before the start of the pandemic. I started in January of 2020. And then, yeah, I've just been slowly putting it together. Um, did some TikToks, did some videos that kind of got me a little bit no, of something. No, 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 no. Go then, back on that. Go back. That. You didn't just do some TikToks. You're like a really good TikToker. You have like 7 million followers or something. Seven, well, seven and a half million, actually. Thank you. Seven and a um, half? Really? Seven and a half million. Yeah, I'm really, really high? shooting up up the ranks. Yeah, I've got like four billion likes. No, not at all. Go check out my TikTok. Messy Margaret oh. Queen 20. Okay, You'll Messy see. Margaret Queen 20. I don't think it's seven million. I think I was exaggerating, but she totally went with it in this like weird improv way. Um, <laughs> so Messy, uh, yeah, she's a big TikToker and uh, very funny. Um, and you did the Second City Conservatory as well, right? I did. Yes, I did. I know we're like second city improv people. Uh, I know. It's just like, I just, everything that you've done, I've just done several years after. It's true. Oh my God. You're really uh, letting on the fact that I'm old. Speaking of, <laughs> I was, I was just looking at the age list for the cast of um, Canada's Drag Race. Holy mm -hmm. crap. They're 
they're all so young. I have no, there is no way in heck. Are they? Yeah, I, there's no way in heck that our old, old ass family is ever going to get on that show. They seem to want 20, like 17 to 20 year olds. Jada's like our age. I think Jada, Jada. Jada's birthday is actually the day after mine and we're born the same year. Jada, Jada, uh, Jada Shada Hudson is literally the only one who's our age. Mosu. Mosu's older. No, she's but... actually a couple years younger than us. Um, really? Yeah. Apparently, at least at the time of filming, she was 35. So now I guess maybe she's, well, Yeah, but no. that's like in the no, ballpark because... of our age. No, yeah, but I mean, like, this this season, I don't know if everyone knows, but, like, this season was shot in, like, March, and it's yeah. coming in the summer. Like, the turnaround on this thing is ridiculous. Crazy. I don't um, know if they're, like, why they rushed this season out so fast, but I they did. Honestly, the first episode turned out great. Um, uh-huh. I feel like the general consensus on the interwebs about the second episode that we're about to discuss yeah. <laughs> it's not is this is good. one of the worst episodes of Drag Race, period. It's not Period, good. okay. It's not good. Uh, okay, not good. I mean, yes, I agree. I agree for the most part. Um, I think there were elements that were good. I think what this season is really trying to do is to recapture the magic of what was season one of Canada's Drag Race because that mm-hmm. really was a very magical season. It was a great cast. Um, yes. It was a good production was team. represented you know, in a great you do way. Know that and, I don't want to shade things too much. And who knows? Maybe they listen to us. Maybe they care. But like, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the whole production team of season one walked out, right. And essentially started this other show on a competitive network called Call mm-hmm. Me Mother. Yes. I did hear that. You know, that's what happened. And you yeah, could kind the, of see that on the first season team. of Call Me Mother, it was very like it kind of had like that same magic that season one of Canada's Drag Race had. Yeah, the season is not. I don't know. Season two and season three have had this kind of. I don't know identity crisis almost. Yeah, there's something not going right, and mm-hmm. I. I mean, I, I know some way I kind of want to like applaud the production just for continuing on and like soldiering on in this like very difficult market like drag race fans are very very hard (laughs) yeah you know the fandom is very specific the the standards are getting so high my goodness have you been watching uh all stars seven winners Mm -hmm. of all winners season Mm -hmm. i mean they put on winners of all winners like the standards are so high that we are criticizing people who already won and are doing like next level drag when we're just still finding ways to like read them, drag them, criticize them. Nothing that they have done has been bad. The whole series yeah. has been incredible. And we're still like, okay, the well, only thing I, that I would that say, actually, the only thing I would say with season seven of All Stars, this all winners, I, I think it's also being edited and created and it was like structured to be exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's been critiqued harshly. Nobody's been told, you know, this wasn't your best. Like everybody. And even when we're watching and being like, mm, that wasn't like the greatest moment for you. They're still mm-hmm. being praised on such a high level because of like their status as artists. Yeah. Whereas like in these regular seasons of drag race to get like that story. I mean, this is all just storytelling. Like, yeah, it's all editing right. and developing a narrative. Well, and that's, that's my, that's the season, but that's a huge problem that I have with this show then. Like, why is Canada's drag race 
I find it shadier and kind of more passive aggressive. And maybe that's because we're Canadians and we're very passive aggressive, much more passive aggressive Mm -hmm. and just kind of like, (laughs) you think you're so special, don't you? Kind of attitude um, on this season. Like Mm -hmm. they're constantly bringing people down. The, the quote unquote ability to do comedy seems to be like, I mean, the whole thing was cringe. It felt like it was some okay, sadistic, I agree. some sadistic comedian who it is running the show, uh-huh. who just loves cringe comedy uh-huh. and is just like, ha, 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 I revel in this. Yeah. Guess what? Most of the world does not, and I understand. And I'm sorry, cringe comedy, yeah. but my goodness. And I'm yeah. sorry, but like, okay. Also, this judging panel, like, who on that panel? Like, I'm sorry, but like. I don't I feel that anybody all. there is really fit to... All. I respect Not... them all. I respect them all, but I don't know if they're fit to, like, accurately judge comedy. Is they're that not. fair? I mean, they're, I just you know, feel totally that right. they... Like, we can talk about it later, but, like, I feel... And, I, and it's no shade. Like, I mean, I think... Yeah, nobody on that panel is a comedian or, a co- like, um, a comedy queen um, or a comedy artist yeah. of any sort. And... I agree. I just feel like they go for like the lowest possible form of comedy. Like, yeah. and the people that I, I thought like they, were kind of funny in this people... challenge, because I don't think anybody nailed it out of the park mm-hmm. uh, or hit it out of the park. But I do feel that some of them, the ones that were like praised the highest were just like, it was like the worst kind of comedy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like in improv, when yeah. you ask somebody to, um, to play something and they have to like overdo it. It has to be like this overdrawn caricature. And like, that's yeah. their way of trying to make something funny. That's exactly what I felt yeah. happened here. Yeah. It was essentially the thing that you're told to not do in improv class, which is shoehorn in jokes. It was like, that's not yeah. anyway. Um, but that's the thing. I think it is a truism. Like when, when people say i'm funny it's like yeah you're funny i i enjoy talking to you you are witty um being funny is a very different skill than quote unquote comedy because and i want to tell you this Mm -hmm. here's we have institutions in the world just like dance academies just like operatic companies just like etc that are Mm -hmm. focused on learning comedy quote unquote skills yeah the second city the olympia improv olympic Mm -hmm. Uh, Annoyance Theater, The Groundlings, uh, on and on and on and on. Stand-up comedy. There's so many different types. Stand-up comedy, improv comedy, sketch comedy, clowning, uh, musical comedy, on and on and on and on. There's a lot of different people you can do comedy for. Kids, adults, shock comedy, blue comedy, on and on and on. There's so much to comedy. And comedy is different culturally Mm -hmm. and with language as well. So I'm very tired of the idea that people say comedy is easy look being funny anyone can be funny we all have a sense of humor totally except for absolutely some people that i've met but (laughs) um comedy the skill is a skill (laughs) i do not think that the judges on canada's drag race uh season three possess much of this Uh skill i was extremely disappointed with how they helped the queens on this episode um, make their comedy better because 
this episode felt cheap. Essentially, they walked in, they did this crappy little mini challenge about hockey players. I guess that's a Canadian thing. I don't even know if I want to talk about that. Like, did you like the mini challenge with this hockey player thing? I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of like similar to pretty much any kind of um, look-based mini challenge that we've seen before. I thought some of like the interpretations of it were kind of funny and it's nice to see them kind of like sloppy, but, and I feel like, I guess it kind of ties into like a Canadian theme as well. Yeah. I just, I think it, I think it was just kind of boring. I mean, like they did, they did an okay job. They were trying to goof and gag and make it funny and ha ha ha. Um, I just don't think they necessarily succeeded in doing it very well. Um, I -hmm. think the, the, the premise was just a little bit, I don't even know. Like it it just felt like here's a bag of stuff, go do something. Let's try and be funny this way. Like the whole episode is about being funny. Um, but there's like very little support and, and, uh, then we get to the main challenge and then essentially they have no help. They're told to go and write jokes for this uh, comedy award show situation as presenters. And the only person that comes around is like Brad Goreski kind of like, well, <laughs> maybe you should do this. Brad Goreski. I, I know he knows fashion. I know he can do a little snarky quip, but I He's good at the do dad not joke. think. Yeah, I do not think he knows anything about comedy. I just... Uh The advice he was giving them was just awful. Make us laugh. I mean, he laughed at Mosu's joke about um, (laughs) his little rivalry with, what's her name, Rachel Zoe. Ooh, Rachel Zoe gave him the cold shoulder. (laughs) Brad Goreski would laugh at it. Like he's, of course he'll laugh at that. He laughs at all the Rachel show jokes. He has no choice because it's a bad situation for him. He has to la- laugh nervously. My goodness. Yeah. Like what do you expect? It's not funny. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wish they would have given them more support. Like it's not uh-huh. like they don't have friggin' Elvira Kurt writing jokes and like, Trevor Boris, the aforementioned, like he's like the showrunner. He is a comedian. Why didn't he come on and give them some advice for Christ's sake? Well, I mean, maybe they are getting something like behind the scenes, but they have to have like their personalities come out and um, kind of coach them. And I feel like Brad Goreski was just like following like the drag race script almost because uh-huh. it's all very much like what RuPaul does. So RuPaul comes out, asks him a couple of questions about the challenge, gives his advice on what he perceives to be what he's looking for in the challenge. And I felt like Brad was kind of doing that. And the line is always make us laugh, be funny, be big, you know, and um, it doesn't really go deeper than that. And you could really see that in like the construction of their, um, of their sets when they were talking with him. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know. He was definitely just playing the script. And but that's so disappointing, you know, like I don't wanna I don't wanna belabor it, but like also we need to be more supportive of our queens. Like I feel like the the Absolutely. situation they're putting these girls in. See, I don't wanna blame any of the drag queens on the show. I I actually really like every single queen that has been cast on this season. 
I yeah. adore this cast. Um, yeah. It is a good cast. And, I agree. And I don't think production is supporting them properly. And to be honest, watching this season, just like watching last season, I do not think this show is right for me. I do not think I would want to be in this situation. I feel like it's antagonistic. Mm -hmm. I feel like it is non-supportive. I feel mm -hmm. like the, the, what you're getting out of it isn't really worth it. Um, I, I don't know how mm -hmm. I feel about it. Do, do you, how do you feel about it? I, I know you don't want to be too specific because who knows, maybe you want to go for this show one day, but like, how are you feeling about this, the season overall now that we've got well, two episodes? I mean, I agree for the most part. Um, I mean, I've never applied for this show. I did think if we get a season four that I would like to apply to maybe at least put myself out there to mm -hmm. like not really expecting anything specific, but just to put my name in essentially. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think what you're saying <laughs> is not only just true. Like a, just in this like a little drag queen should. Oh, you're so prim and proper and polite. Ooh. <laughs> that's me i was raised right um no i, I definitely but, want to uh, hear your opinion i want to hear your opinion because you're you're more newer to drag and you have a fresher perspective yeah. and it's like what are you feeling like you're a newer queen watching this well, season but oh, in canada my biggest thing with this is like you what you said about this season and season two i agree with in terms of like um the way that they're kind of being like not supported and the way that they're, it's almost like they're being pitted against each other. It's like, they're supporting this, um, this rivalry, or a rivalry between them. Sorry. Did I even say that right? My yeah. Words. You said um, rivalry. You said ravioli yeah, and then ravioli. And then I got really ravioli, hungry. And then I'm, I'm starting. And then I got really That's hungry why. and then I stopped listening. Um, <laughs> so I agree though. Big but, rivalry, well, huge but rivalry. Wait, but what I don't, but what kind of gets me about it is that this is kind of what I see like in the actual drag scene sometimes. And this is something that I really, really uh. don't like in the drag scene. And we've kind of talked about this before. It's like, mm -hmm. there's just like this shadiness and there's like this mean competitive nature sometimes. And it's like, you know, mm -hmm. as queer people in general, I feel like we've really fought hard to find place in this world. And uh -huh. we've had to fight against like the people that bullied us in high school, against families that were like homophobic or queerphobic. And now mm -hmm. that we're like creating space for ourselves and we're finding through drag, like this mainstream platform, why are we turning against each other? You know what I mean? And I see so much yeah. of that and I really don't like it. And I feel like drag race in general really perpetuates that really kind of highlights how mean girls can be towards each other. And I really, really, really don't like that. I think you're right. The shadier and I see. That's the why, shady, that's why, uh, no, but I, I think that's kind of like saying about All-Stars 7, where they're being very positive. And I, mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't necessarily agree with the idea of like, oh, let's make all Drag Race only positive critiques from now on because these are winners and therefore they mm -hmm. only want to hear positive critiques and it's probably in their contract. <laughs> to only probably yeah. nicely honestly if i was a winner i wouldn't come back unless i had that written in writing it's like you will only say nice things about me period um but absolutely um i do think people are really watching that season and just saying wow positivity is really nice to see it's actually really nice to see because absolutely the world... it was one of the most refreshing things of that season mm -hmm. 
it's so easy to dip into the negative. It's so easy to, as a, a theater artist, I once knew uh, named Denise Clark. She's very, very successful, very successful artist. <laughs> she would say, oh, just get out of your sorrow canoe. Don't keep canoeing around in your sorrow. Just put away the paddle. She probably stole that from somebody. <sighs> anyway, so um, anyway, I, I think it's important to to um, remember, like, don't dwell in the shade. Um, now, as comedy queens, we like to be, we often get called shady, right? But do you think our shade, mm-hmm. like the kind of like, ha, 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 kind of shade where we rib each other, is the same as the shade that, uh, or like darkness that you're talking about in the queer community? Not really. I mean, there's playful shade. There's reading each other. Like you can be playful with it um, and like cheeky, but there's a difference between us reading each other to be funny and then reading somebody because you want to talk down about what they do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like even in the very first episode, I like, I really, really, really love Fierce. I think she's, um, hilarious and I think that she mm-hmm. is like whoever cast her in this should pat themselves on the back because she is great for TV um, uh-huh. but even in the first episode like when she was asked like who is who do you think is the least um, like who do you think is the least of a threat among this cast and she commented on Shel- um, uh, LaRue and right. said that um, you know and I mean I get it her look was underwhelming like walking in but mm-hmm. it was just the tone of it and saying, oh, I've never heard of her. It was just like that kind of shadiness is what I don't like because it's just automatically writing somebody off. That's what I felt. It's like your look wasn't comparable to mine. You might have more TikTok followers than I do, but I am more superior to you. That's how I interpret that. And that's yeah, the I type of energy that I don't like because you're automatically... I didn't see it, I didn't see it like that at all. I think she, I think Fierce Delicious is actually a very playful person and she's doing uh-huh. it all for the fun and the jokes. Like saying... Totally. Oh, and like fun. I said, like <laughs> I really... Yeah. But I mean, um, yeah. It was just the tone of it. I I just don't fair. care for that. For, and that's just... Yeah. That's interesting. And maybe we're no, all I kind of guilty at it at some point, but like... Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's very interesting because as, you know, quote-unquote comedy queens, as we like to call ourselves, like, we are guilty of the shade and the darkness, but at the same time, I think we're also so responsible if we are, quote-unquote, comedy queens, to bring an extreme amount of brightness and light and happiness into the world to counter our ridiculous shadiness because... Comedy is unbalancing. Comedy is poking fun at something. Um, In the age of 2022, we strive, well, good comedians, let's say, (laughs) strive to not punch down, but Mm. we're still punching up. We're still punching laterally. We're still unbalancing, kind of saying, ha, 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 you think you're so special? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. But it's so easy to like get a little bit too far with it. So mm, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky, I mean, it's, it's a, a fine line step. and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just don't be, my whole thing is like, just don't be mean. Or if you have something mean. to say about mm. another drag artist, um, what do you whatever, mean? Be what do you mean by mean? Hmm? 
What do I mean by mean? Yeah, um, what does, what does well, that mean? The way that you mm-hmm. treat me. No, I'm just oh. kidding. You're so lovely. <laughs> You're so loving. You've never, you've never you. read me. Or, I know. I think, I think that's <laughs> the answer. Into submission. No, I think it's, I think it's ephemeral. It's kind of hard to know. Like it, it, it depends upon context. It depends upon a lot of things. And that is why comedy is hard. And I think people do have to understand that comedy involves so many things, rhythm, wordplay, technicality, context, timing, 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 timing. It's musical. It's just like singing a song. Like you have to hit it at the right part and know where, you know, the premises and punchlines and things like that. And just like music, like there's different genres of comedy. Like I did a British farce Uh uh, a few years ago. And I had like one of the main, I was one of the lead characters and like I had 80 pages of dialogue and a lot of it was like two words. And it was Mm -hmm. just like that rapid fire rhythm. And if you drop it for even Mm -hmm. a second, even just a millisecond, you lose that entire rhythm and it kills everything. So it's like, yeah, timing is like, you got to punch it out. And that's definitely something that we're going to talk about in like the second half of the podcast, because we're going to get into the challenges and then the runway. And of course, uh, the challenge was um, essentially pairs stand-up comedy uh, because it's kind of what you do at an award ceremony. So pairs stand-up comedy is an interesting thing. It's definitely something that we do a lot because we host a show, a couple of shows together. We do a lot of shows, right? Yeah. Like a drag on the Esplanade at Cathedral. Yes, with messy productions. First Tuesday of every month. First Tuesday of every month at the Bar Cathedral here in Toronto. Um, And we we get up there and we just kind of like shoot back and forth. And we kind of do a comedy act. Um, Absolutely. uh, And a bunch of other stuff. We're doing a, a bingo at CC's. Uh, what else have we got? Yes, up, this coming Wednesday. Yeah, uh, we have the CCs. Uh, I'm working on setting up another brunch for us in North Bay at Cecil's for their Pride. So we're just working yes. out the details uh, because yeah, we've got we a you, our little starlet, who's got a busy schedule. Oh, I mean, it's fun to see different audiences um, yeah. uh, 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 that are not inside Toronto because Toronto. There's a lot of people in Toronto. Like, there's a market for everybody, I think. And it's totally. it's fun when people... I remember even early on when we were doing the production, I was always like, don't focus on trying to get the gays. The gays don't care yeah. about us. It's everybody else who cares about us. Not honestly. at all. Uh, don't try and market to church. You know, and it's, church, and it's refreshing, too. <laughs> exactly. And it's refreshing. Like, I mean, I, I do Woody's... A, a fair amount and i love going to right and that's and that's there. where you perform but for them the thing, because that's where they go but the thing at woody's the thing at woody's compared to like drag on the esplanade is that i don't know it's like it's so hit or miss especially as a comedy mm-hmm. queen as i'm sure you have felt as well mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. people love it and they live for it and then sometimes they're like okay i just want to see the next girl come yeah. up and split and twirl you know what i mean and that's fine yeah there's drag for everyone but um they want, it is nice to well, play they, for audiences right. that want the variety yeah in the village i think woody's does cater a little bit to comedy queens because they do like tricks and gimmicks and they do yeah. like um big loud brash and they also like old school old school like if you come out as mm-hmm. liza mm-hmm. girl the house will rain down on you. So 
there is a field to play. Um, I can't say the same at somewhere like, oh, I don't know, Cruise and Tangos. Like, that is just I've top 40. I've never performed at Cruise. Yeah. I, but it's I true. Somebody problems. actually said to me, they're like, if you want to do Cruise, you have to do, like, eight numbers back to back. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm not interested. Totally. Um, unless they want to book me uh, because I'm famous. Yeah. But you can call my agent. Thanks very much. Um, Thank you. So uh, I guess that those are the shows that we're doing, and we're really building a lot of cool stuff. So we can definitely talk about this partner improv thing um, after the break. What do you say we take a little yes. breaky break? Let's take a little break. Okay, squirrels. We'll be back have right after Have the some break. ravioli. Okay, welcome back, squirrels. We're back from the break, resuming. Yay, um... that was the best ravioli I ever had. Oh, did you eat on the toilet? I thought you were pee-peeing. I did eat on the toilet. Yeah, we were talking about her ravioli eating addiction on the toilet. Mm, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. <laughs> Where are this we going This is also with an intervention. <laughs> 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 it's an intervention, uh, Hillary. You're helping me. Oh. No, uh, I would never intervent on anything except maybe to get you to stop drag. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm going to defy you, mother. As long as you still, as long as you still book me in everything, that'd be you know. And as long work. as I have most me, of your wardrobe in mine, give me all your gigs. Yeah, well, you still use. No, we're most working of so hard own. to create our own gigs because you know what. And one more thing too on that. Mm-hmm. That was the best advice I ever got in theater school. And if anybody's mm-hmm. listening, if any drag artists are listening, especially if you're newer, don't uh-huh. wait for people to book you. Go mm-hmm. and create your own opportunities. Create your own shows. Drag is such a hot market right now. There is a hunger for it. So go and create. Well, don't and book tell us. them that. Don't don't tell them Why? that. They're the competition. They're not supposed to know the secrets. Um, that <sighs> no Church Street. And, no, I like, know, like to like, share. The scenes are the scene, the church street, it's very important. It's a very important place, but it's kind of it's kind of a trap. Like that's not the only place in the world. Don't think it's the totally. only place in the world. There's Absolutely. a place in the and world yes. for everyone. Absolutely. And just and like, because yeah, the village is fine. You know, it's but it's it's also not for everyone. Like I exactly. have my own relationship with the village. The village has changed a lot over the years, um, and I I never I didn't necessarily find my entire queer identity in the village necessarily. There's other queer uh-huh. places and other places that I help help me to find my identity. Um, but totally. I think it's really important to acknowledge that places like that exist and and support Absolutely. it as best as you can. And that's why I never like let it go. Like I always do go back to. You know, we're doing a gig at the 519 on the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I still love to be part of it, but don't be afraid to, like, put up your own barriers and, like, interact with it on your own terms sometime. Totally. Because, and yeah, it is Find your is. spots, too. <laughs> like, within the village, like, find your spots. Like I, like I said, I love Woody's. Woody's has been very good to me. They mm-hmm. bring me, like, I've got, I'm there tomorrow, and then I'm there a couple more times in August. And, you know, I do genuinely have a very, very good time while I'm there. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, like in the village, find your spot, find your home almost, mm-hmm. you know, and, but also look beyond the village and yeah. see that there's so much outside and we need to bring drag and this art form in all its shapes and sizes to audiences all across the city and outside of the city. Yeah, I think my dream is like, and I think we're almost doing it in a certain way. Is like we're starting to messy productions. I feel like we're slowly like creating a queer East End in Toronto, and I'd be so yeah, happy to I see think so. a queer East End dominated by like camp drag. And I, I feel like yep. that is kind of the vibe of the East End anyway. We're very chill. We don't take ourselves too seriously out here. Um, and I yeah. would love that and people are coming people are interested yeah well even like our bingo we're already half sold out and like the toronto yeah. market we always sell like esplanade always sells the fastest near the end like yeah. the day before or day of the event and we've already like almost sold out of this show and there's still like what five days left to buy tickets so mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. to see because i think the people in the east end are exactly what you just said like they also want to see this entertainment. Maybe they don't want to go all the way downtown or well, to I the think West Toronto, end. Toronto's you know? an interesting place. Cause like, if you live in the center and church street is kind of in the center, you're in the heart yeah. of things. So I think you're like, you're kind of a traditionalist. You want to live in the city. Drag is what it is. Like it has a tradition. If you live in the yeah. West end, that's like, you know, like where people used to go to live and it's kind of developed its own grungy, flavor and texture and West End drag is kind of more grungy like Brooklyn yeah. style drag you know in a way yeah the East yeah. End still does not developed and it's still kind of developing because it used to be a big industrial sector and yeah. it, like the ground was literally poison so like only recently has it started to be, to be not that and like started to find its own vibe and so people are coming here to live and I think as opposed to the West End which is kind of like very closed off together very built up in this weird grungy way the east end is not and so people come here to the east end to live to get Mm -hmm. away from the city but still be in the city so we're more chill we're more down to earth we're more like oh my god i want to get a latte and have a baby and have a stroller (laughs) um so we don't take ourselves too seriously we're about living um yeah so i think the vibe out here is like perfect for camp comedy um because honestly let's be honest most of my fans are not gay men like i have a couple gay men fans who are like but like all your all my gay friends are jealous of me i mean that's just how it works isn't it like all gays are jealous of every other gay that they know no do you find that you're you're jealous of me Uh, you're always jealous of me yeah and i'm always jealous jealous of you everything that has been good for you in your life i'm jealous of I mean, um, I'm happy for you. I don't <laughs> really see that as jealousy, but if you interpret it that way. <laughs> don't be afraid Look, of your emotions. I love success. <laughs> I love success in all its forms. And you're my drag mother. Like, your success yeah. is my success because I'm just going to ride your coattails until exactly. I get on the show. I'm, you know what I no, mean? No, I feel, I feel jealousy towards you. And then I'm like, that's okay. I'm also happy for you. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with jealousy. Just recognize I, it. Uh, yeah, Totally. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I still, um, I don't think, I don't, I don't feel jealous of you. Okay, sure. You. We'll, oh, yeah, you're not jealous. Sure, we'll, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, um, but I make think, me jealous, uh, honey. Make me jealous. Let, let's be honest. Like, most of my fans, honestly, are, like, women and, like, uh, yeah, lesbians same. and, like, not gay men. Like, that's who likes 
me and straight people, honestly, because Same. camp drag and drag doesn't take itself too seriously, you know, are kind of like favored by straights. Like we're more approachable, let's say, because yeah. we're not so like, like we're a little bit more <laughs> um, stupid uh, and clowny. So I, I feel my best demographic is like older straight women. Right. Mm-hmm. That's probably my best. And like, even when I look at my analytics, especially on TikTok, it's like mostly women who follow uh-huh. me of the seven I mean, and a half million or seven hundred million. What was your, I think it's your brother or whatever. Like you were, uh, he came to see our show when we did it. And, uh, Oh, my nephew. Yeah. Your nephew, uh, came into yeah. saw our show, uh, when we did it, uh, at Cecil's, mm-hmm. um, and you're like, he also so saw our last your- decimal mod. Yeah. So who was your, who was your favorite? And he literally like, uh, passed by both of us and his finger went to the hot (laughs) one. And I was like, yeah. Okay. But he's 17. Of course, like that appealed Mm -hmm. to him. Like it, like the younger, the younger Queens, because he was at our last show and he also, like I said, the gays don't like us. The gays don't like us. I said (laughs) what I said. (laughs) Okay. Um, Another thing, too, that I love about Messy Productions, especially Drag on the Esplanade, is that we also really focus on representing all styles of drag. It's not just queens. Like, we've had kings. We've had AFAB. We've had had drag uh, creatures. Like, the whole whole spectrum of drag. And I love that because Mm -hmm. drag race, I think, is also, like, put in it's put drag into the mainstream but it's put drag queens into the mainstream and we don't talk yeah. about kings no we have and a creatures uh, I, and... we have a total like uh, we must do we have a must do like, yeah we're very much about all types of diversity and we talk about it a lot like diversity of yeah. um skin color diversity of gender diversity of style of drag um mm-hmm. but like for me my our one must do is like we always have to have a afab performer on the show and we only have two slots on the show to book um yeah. for the most part unless one of us takes a vacation like i did um yeah but like to go on your yeah. honeymoon yeah well that was legit come on that was legit i mean kind of yeah <laughs> i mean you could have waited a week but that's fine that's fine i forgive it but like we always have a slot for an afab performer because yeah. i i think we both recognize that there's just not enough opportunities for uh female drag queens uh, female at birth drag queens or kings in the city yeah. at all. When I really look around, totally. it's like, where are the kings? Where are the AFAB queens? They don't have a home. They don't feel welcome. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. So Absolutely. that's my one ride or die at the moment. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, um, enough patting ourselves on the back. Uh, we're doing a good job. Good for us. Um, we should talk about this episode. I know episode we don't want to, and this is why yeah. we're like belaboring the point. We have to talk about the comedy that happened on the stage. Yeah. Um, let's not let's get it go over too with. long. Let's not go too long because honestly, it was not good. It was not good. No. Essentially, this challenge was to do um, award ceremony. Um, presentations that are that basically are usually, they redid season yeah. seven of rupaul's drag race deaths the despy awards the despy awards except it was not the something the crappy joke award <laughs> the who it knows it was it was rough okay so uh rough. do you remember who was first up uh, yeah I, so I, first up was bombay mm-hmm. lady boom boom and chaos and you know what i have to say 
they were probably among the best of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they had their cheeky little jokes of who knows. Um, I felt that they kind of worked together cohesively. And, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of felt like they were actually on an award show. Like, they were dressed really nice as well. So, um, I thought that they kind of started it in on an okay note. But, yeah. Yeah, I thought they started it on an okay note, too. But, you know, the, the hard thing is, is that when I was watching it, I still felt cringy. Did you feel cringy at all? It, yeah, like, even, like, the who knows was still a little bit cringy because it was so, like... Like, if you're going to be cheesy, make it funny. And, like, it just wasn't funny. Well, I know the panel was laughing, but... I think it was bad editing, in my opinion. I'm not okay. going to blame the girls on this one. I think they did fine. I think it was bad editing, and they intentionally edited uh-huh. it to be cringy. Because the who knows thing, if it had the right, like, little backing track or whatever, or, like, if they added in some canned laughter, it would have been a lot funnier. It really would have been. Yeah. But that room was empty, it would have worked better. You're right. It was just the Queens. It didn't feel like anyone was miked. It was just shit. Um, I have to say. Um, and unfortunately they were one of the good ones. They were one of the good ones. And (sighs) when you start comedy off on a bad note, the whole set flatlines, especially if the rest of the performers are, have no confidence. And, it's just a ship going downhill, like, after this yeah. one. Because this is a decent setup. They really should have been... This is what I'm saying. The production does not support their queens. They they want to see them suffer. And I hate that. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I thought they were funny. I thought Bomb was a standout. Yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. she was... I agree. ...have been in a character. They and, were... She was beautiful, yes. lovely gold lame dress. I, I yes. still have that image. In she her. was she's gorgeous. So, she's so tall and statuesque, don't you think? Yeah. I've only met her twice in person. I remember the first time I met her because we did her um, speakeasy thing over the pandemic. And I don't know. I thought yeah. for some reason Bomb was like 5'11". And then I met her and I'm like, oh my God. Like I actually gasped at how tall she oh, was. God, no. I couldn't believe it. It just like completely proved yeah. it. She's a tall, she is tall. water. Yeah. And gorgeous and like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, you know what? I just want to say on her, I think she is being so underrated on this season. The fact that she has been mm. safe in both of these challenges off of those runways just makes me want to puke because she mm-hmm. is great. And she's a personality. She's such a personality. Yeah. Well, Selena and I thought she should have been in the top at, at minimum last week, but oh well. Um, who was the next up here? Absolutely. And I think she should have been in the top this week too. Uh, I believe the second was Shelazan LaRue and Giselle Lullaby. Uh, You know what? They were good. I really liked what they did. I thought they worked well together. They had good timing. I thought like the little turnaround to um, the pretend TV screens was really cheeky and fun and kind of a poke at what Mm -hmm. you said with like production kind of maybe not supporting. It was kind of like a little poke Mm. to be like, oh, like this is our horrible setup. We don't even have a TV Mm -hmm. to show a clip. So I thought that was mm-hmm. good. They worked well together. They had great chemistry. They looked great. Um, mm-hmm. So they were definitely the tops of this, I felt. Yeah, I thought they were okay. Uh, again, though, I still felt cringy the whole time. I think, it, again, the editing was so shoddy. I liked their little turnaround thing. I, I didn't uh-huh. really get it, though. Um, 
I don't know what it was about this whole challenge. I, I didn't really get a good vibe out of it. I, I definitely, I definitely appreciated Shelazan, Um, and she, she was very quick when she won an award as well. Later on, uh, she, she was very mm-hmm. quick and she made some really snappy puns. Um, so she's fun. And that's the thing, like these Queens are not unfunny. I just feel like they're not being supported properly. Uh, no, they're but not. Yeah, this group, this group was okay too. Yeah. But just, I don't know. There was like cringe in the air, and I feel bad about it. You know. Well, um, they were the next? least cringy, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Next was this was the cringe of the cringe. Uh, Mosu and, and Mosu? Jada. Yeah. Oh my. God. And you know what, Jada? Like, I love Jada. I think Jada is one of the best queens in the city, and. Yeah. She's funny. She's natural. She's such a natural host. And, like, she just, mm-hmm. like, buckled under that pressure. Like, they were so flat. And I don't know if they were just nervous or if it was part editing. But, like, to have, mm-hmm. like, that natural chemistry that they already have together mm-hmm. and to just bomb in such a big way was so surprising to me. Um, like, very surprising. I thought that they would have been, like, the standouts. And, um like I just felt that there was no cohesion between what they were doing. They weren't playing off of each other. There was no chemistry. The only moment that kind of worked, like they even kind of started, they, they, they had like the gimmick with like the, with the frost off the hand to kind of give like the illusion of breath in the air, I guess. And then, um, I hate the delivery that. of it. I hate it. Yeah, it Cause so it didn't much. work. Cause it was contrived. Any, this is the problem with comedy as well. As soon as it feels contrived, you lose your audience. It has yeah. to be natural. It has to be quick. You can't give us time to think about what you're doing. And that's what they did. And even Jada's like little cough moment as an actor, I appreciated the commitment to the gig uh, or to the, to the gag. Um, her cough was believable, but then the punchline was just like, <clears throat> You know, it was just not good. No, it wasn't not good. good at all. Yeah, I think they just really and Mosu, missed, like missed God bless, God bless this girl. I don't know Mosu. I've never, I've only met her once, and she mm-hmm. was very shy and kind of quiet then as well. Mm-hmm. But she was just like I just felt that she was not given not there a very not good there. edit in this either. Like it was just very like monotone. Anytime that she was in a confessional, monotone. There was one level to her this entire time and well, it's a shame because i've only heard amazing things about how funny she is and how like great she all is i all i have to say about this is i love mosu i love jada i love them i think they're very funny in person mm-hmm. i just really it hurts me because you know over the years like there's been quote-unquote shows for comedy queens quote-unquote And people like Mosu have been booked on them for by like just for laughs and stuff. And Mm -hmm. they've been okay with it. And they're like, we do comedy. We're comedy queens. And I'm like, are they though? I mean, like, this is the thing. I hope that, I hope that Mosu maybe by like watching this and having to go through it, just understands the hurt and the pain that like someone like myself goes through uh, to be overlooked as an actual, like, mm-hmm. I have dedicated myself to comedy as a drag queen. That is all I do. Mm-hmm. I don't do the mm-hmm. tricks. I don't do the splits. I do sketch. I do improv. I do everything in my goddamn power to learn comedy, to perform comedy, period. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and so when, you know, they're like, well, I'm funny. Ha ha ha. It's like, girl, that's like saying, oh, I'm a dancer. I'm not a dancer. Uh, and it hurts. Uh-huh. So I hope, I hope people I feel start that. to understand. I totally because feel that. in Toronto, yeah. comedy queens do not like, and this is a, a universal thing. I find a lot of people talk about this. Comedy and camp queens, we do not get respect. And we yeah. deserve it. Yes, yeah. anybody can be funny. But comedy is a skill. It is a skill. Yeah. Please respect us. And producers, like, freaking book us. Find us. We exist. We are committed. Yeah. We want and I, opportunities. I agree not turn on 100% us. on, on Sorry, I'm just what so you emotional. said. Like, it... it no, but, and I feel it. I feel it too, because, um, like I'm a lot newer to the game. I do feel that like, I, like I learned to adapt certain things to my performances and bars to kind of cater to that crowd, but I still give the funny, I still give concept. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. and I dedicated, I've spent a lot of time and money like training, uh, like theater school, Second City, the improv program, mm-hmm. the conservatory program, you know, yeah. and I feel it too. And I, it, it hurts me most when I see comedy producers in the city booking non-comedy queens on their shows, as you said. Yeah. And, you well, know, it, 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 it is a bit of a slap in the face to us because like we're our own like little community, you know what I mean? Our own little subset of this art form. And when we're being overlooked by members of that subset, that really hurts. It just feels like, anyway, I I don't want to believe this point. I don't want to believe this point because it's a hurtful thing for us. And that's why we're very emotional Mm -hmm. about it. But like, um, at the end of the day, like Mosu, you're a beautiful, talented person. I respect you incredibly. I think you're very talented and very successful and very lovely. And I actually do find you very funny and interesting to talk to. Um, yeah. I, I just wish that you ha- would have been better supported in a comedy challenge. Because... Totally. And Jada, uh, also, I think this goes for Jada as well. I think Jada is very funny and natural and quick. But I don't know if Jada was even given the skills to succeed at comedy. It's harder than it looks. It's just yeah. as hard as sewing. It's just as hard. I would as, really like to know what the you know, support it's just is as hard behind as, you know, the session. Yeah. I would really like to know if there is like, cause like you said, if, like if Trevor Girl, Boris is the show. Clearly there's clearly like, he no is like, And honestly, like, can we, like, let's move on to the next person. Who's the next person? Yeah. <laughs> the next was, um, uh, I believe it was Kimmy and Fierce now. Kimmy and Fierce. Okay. We'll, we'll save them for last because then the one Let's after save them for them... last because there's a lot to talk. Uh, Irma and Vivian. And Irma this and one Vivian. hurt me okay, a so lot. Okay, so Irma and Vivian. This um, they're, they're naturally They started very, very strong. Yeah, they're naturally gravitating towards each other. Of course, you must know that I am uh, in love, obsessed with Irma and Vivian because essentially yeah. as soon as they walked in the room, I, w- I felt very at home because I was just like, yeah. they... They would be at home on Camp Wanakiki uh, as one of my sisters yeah. by far. Like, I'm not saying, ha, 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 like, come on Camp Wanakiki, like, you know, whatever. But, like, um, they're mm-hmm. so camp. They're so amazing. I feel like I would naturally be their friend. Um, <laughs> but Totally um, same. Uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed with the turnout. But Irma really kind of gave it away. I feel like 
production wasn't giving them proper cueing for when the camera was going on and off and stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, because Which was she like seemed to stumble. Like, like she literally was like, um, am yeah. I supposed to go? Oh, here we go. Here I go. Here I go. And I was like, what is happening behind the scenes? Yeah. Like, I don't care about what's happening in front of the camera at this point anymore. Like, I'm like, could somebody get a, a, a an image of like what's going on behind the scenes? Because this, yeah. something is going on behind here that is far more interesting than this drama that they're trying to present. Like the, yeah. what is wrong with the production? What is wrong? And you anyway, have to wonder too, like how many takes is this being done in? You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Like those little, what appeared to be like a brain fart. I actually didn't even think of it that way. Um, where, what was like, the like the direction behind it was she mm-hmm. told your camera's here or the teleprompter or whatever that's a good point because because we've seen it in other seasons of drag race as well where like the comedy queen uh bombs the comedy challenge like another one that i could really think of is robbie turner and mm-hmm. season eight in the acting challenge the empire one mm-hmm. um and you see them kind of get into their head and i feel like maybe with irma like that little mishap that little communication Mm -hmm. error maybe Mm -hmm. set her off and put her in her head and she wasn't able to recover from that and i mean you've been there i'm sure like i mean i've been there as for the the jokes where something goes off and then it just throws you yeah i i thought the jokes were like okay um you know like i didn't get some of the ones especially when it was like oh their jokes were okay and they, they had good chemistry they started really really strong they were the most natural yeah no they're the most natural but like miss fierce flesh has got her head in the clouds uh her hair is wet Um, I don't know if that's a great joke, but like it could have been if it was passed off in a certain way. Um, I thought it was a little wordy at times. Like it could have been a little better. And I do think that that does go to say that, you know, they're camp comedy Queens. Um, but I do think that they could brush up a little bit on their stand up. Um, I know Brooklyn goes in on them and says, if you think you're a comedy queen, you better be better than that. It's like, look, they're camp they're not necessarily stand-up comedians. Like, you can't... Exactly. And comedy is, like we said, there's many different disciplines. Like, I don't do stand-up. I'm terrified That's of stand-up. That's the thing. Like, if Brooklyn... You know, if I'm Brooklyn a character Heights actor. Wants to, like, if Brooklyn Heights wants to criticize me on my stand-up comedy, go right ahead. Um, but, like, don't... Totally. Don't go after Irma and Vivian. Like, their comedy comes from a very different place, perhaps. So, anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, consider the source, too. And, I mean, like, Brooklyn has to say something. And, I mean, again, like, this is all, like, Ugh. edited and there's a narrative being built, right? So oh my God, yeah. I'm sure, like, they are they have, like, people in their ears telling them what to say. Like, come on. Yeah, like, seriously. I guess so. It's not oh. all. And especially when, okay, like, okay, Brooklyn, okay, okay. like, Calm no down. disrespect down. to Brooklyn. No, no, no. It's but, enough, like, yeah. It's enough, it's enough, it's enough, it's enough. But hold enough, on. Let me finish this thought. No, 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 no. She is not. She is not a comedian. We're done. You shady bitch. That's a fine point, but we need to move on. Listen to me. Okay, so Fierce Alicious. Thanks, Mom. Fierce Alicious and, and the other one, Kimmy Couture, who won the challenge undeservedly. Oh, my God. Don't even start. Kimmy, Don't even start. Kimmy Couture did not know comedy. Fierce Alicious 100% wrote all of her jokes, and Kimmy got awarded for it. And her Fierce delivery Alicious, was awful. Uh, Fierce it Alicious, was terrible. Fierce Alicious wrote all of those jokes. 
and uh-huh. told her how to say them, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Um, do you know yeah, what do you and- know really do you know what's really special about this for me though? I have to I have to acknowledge this, okay? Fearshalicious um came and did my improv class uh last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also she mm-hmm. did a couple of them. She did improv and she did this one that I did for stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. Um and I was chatting with her. I was just like, girl, you did really great. Thank you. And she was like, well, thank you for your um, uh, comedy class, because otherwise I wouldn't know how to write jokes. And I was like, yeah. are you serious? Are you serious right now? And I think she is. Like, I, I still take her out her word. I mean, she is shady, but whatever. Um, you know what? Uh, pat myself no, take on it. the Get back. Out of your head. I'm going to pat myself pat on the back. back. Of course. <laughs> and rightfully so. No, pat yourself on the back. I feel like. Drag race. You're a little Hire bit in me. your head on that. Like, drag you're race. good. Like, drag you're race. funny. Like, seriously, Drag Race, all you need, like, bring me in. I can help these girls with their jokes so they don't look like complete assholes. I, yeah. Like, if I can teach Mrs. Fearshalicious to tell a joke, I can teach anyone to tell a joke, honey. Totally. Drag Race, call me. Like, seriously, find me on Instagram. Sign me up, honey. Totally. I'll help. But, like, girl, I agree. No, you're... You're very good with joke telling and writing and delivering. Um, and I love you, Mrs. This, that was a really good job. Um, and in this, and you could tell that she really helped Kimmy. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the whole thing with Kimmy, too, that really, it just bothered me. Like, I watched it twice just to really see if maybe, like, the second time it would be better. And it wasn't. And how did the judges it was actually worse. that? But it how was just so... Like it? But you know how I said... When Ugh. something's contrived, it really doesn't work. That was the most contrived comedy that I've ever seen in my entire life. The character was so forced. She was being something that I feel she is not. And it was just you it know was so they, cringeworthy. Okay, it was okay, we so have to move cringe. on. We have to we yeah. have to move on. But you know what I think is the worst? Is that then to judge these people. You know who they get in? They don't get a comedian who actually knows what they're talking about. They have a panel of three judges who know nothing about comedy, and they bring in Canadian rock, a rock star as the guest legend, yeah. Carol Pope. I mean, yeah. if I was Carol on that episode, I'd be like, I'm happy to be here, but I have no idea how to judge this. I'm not yeah. a comedian. Like, what is going like, oh, why did they get like Deborah Giovanni or like somebody? Anybody, anybody. Yeah. I'll take freaking uh, Tom Hearn. I love Tom. Get Tom on here. <laughs> you know, like, come Bring on. Bring back anybody. Tom Green when they brought Tom Green. Tom Green. We'll take one. Tom Green. I don't yeah. care. Any of the Toms. Uh, it's like any comedian. There's so many com- uh, Canadian comedians who would fit that. Bring back Mary Walsh. Like, oh my there's God. so many. Just anybody. I, yeah. I'm so disappointed. Okay. Now we, we need to rush through these um these looks. looks. These goddess looks. So I guess there's okay. like a goddess theme. Yeah. A goddess theme. Okay, so ch- starting with chaos, what do you think? Uh so on the show, of course, we nut or cut. Nut is if we love it. Oh, we love it so much. And cut is if we don't care for it. Um chaos coming out in this white look. It's very cute and frilly and big statement. I it's a nut. It's a clear nut. Good for me. I'll Great. give it a nut. It was Marizana goddess of winter i thought she captured it uh that would have been a killer promo look too for season one mm-hmm. all right and bombay uh the kathakali dancer i thought this was really good 
Um, I mean, I was looking at reference photos of like this god, uh, like online, and like obviously Bomb's outfit is not necessarily as perfect as online. It does look like a touch party city, but um, for the mm. fact that you have to stuff all of the stuff in a suitcase, and I'm telling you, when yeah. you go to a show like this, everything needs to be suitcaseable and transportable. This bitch looks stunning. This is a yeah. nut. This is a nut, darling. And of course, showing I, off the traditional makeup. This, okay. So on Instagram, she does the makeup a little prettier. Um, if you go to her Instagram, she's redone it and she's done it more draggy. On the show here, I'm very happy that she did the makeup a lot more traditional. It's This yeah. is much more like what the actual makeup is supposed to look like. Um, it's a little Kermit the Frog. <laughs> but anyway, this is a big nut. <laughs> okay do you not it? i also give this a nut it was right. a, no definitely a nut i really love it i thought she carried it well i thought like anything that represents like something that has personal meaning to you and i really love like that little bit when they were in the workroom and she was talking about how um well on the runway she talked about how this like transcends gender and then she was talking about how like colonization you mm-hmm. know really kind of put queer people in the shadows in India. And they were talking about that with shows on, uh, oh, as well. Yes. So I, I really like this. Moment. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah. Colonization essentially is responsible for the erasure of the third in of ambiguous gender yeah. of the queer gender. I agree with that in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that's definitely one of the negative aspects of, you know, colonization or civilization or whatever you want to call it, which is awful. Um, Okay. So Lady Boom Boom comes up out as Cupid. I thought this was very cute. Uh, Gosh, she's got the body, doesn't she? And I love this foam wig. This foam wig. I mean, I don't know if I would have liked this as much if it wasn't with a foam wig, because I'd die for foam wigs. (laughs) Uh, I didn't love it. Okay. Um, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was simplistic. Um, mm-hmm. The body is incredible. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I love the wig, but um, I just thought it was like maybe a little too simple. And is Cupid actually a goddess? Yeah, Eros. That was another yeah. thing that I wondered. Is oh, uh, okay. yeah, I mean, gods are. I'm gods just are, I mean, even um, if gods but yeah, have, uh, not even my if favorite. Gods have genders. They're genderless. You could, you could like they can assume different genders. Like Zeus has been a man, mm-hmm. a woman, a female, like you can be whatever you want. doesn't matter. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, I give it a, you give it a cut. Okay. Now Miss Mosu comes out as, I don't know, Hecate or Hades or some underworld goddess. I really don't like this. I think it looks awful. I think the headpiece is drooping. I think it's a black bodysuit and some fabric wrapped around it. And the judges were gagging. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. This is a cut. Uh, I didn't hate it. I mean, I think, like, to the other looks, it wasn't as, like, wowing. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I thought was kind of weird was the presentation. And I know she was trying to give um, something more because she felt like she was, you know, kind of slipping into the bottom. So she just wanted Mm -hmm. to, like, give them, like, a... A punch but mm-hmm. i didn't really yeah okay. uh nut or cut you like it what's like it? between a nut and a cut is there anything between know. a nut and a cut because i didn't I hate know. it i didn't hate the look 
I didn't hate no, it. No, you have to choose. So then I guess you nut it. <coughs> if you don't hate it, then you nut it. I'll, I'll give it a nut. I'll give it a nut. A little nut. All right. Fair enough. So Jada Shada Hudson comes Small. out as um, a uh, a goddess who's like a fish uh, and a snake or something. Mimi Wada. Mimi Wada. Half snake, half uh, fish. Yeah. Half snake, half fish. Ooh. I think this garment is gorgeous and she looks beautiful. Um, I don't necessarily see half snake, half fish, but I think it's cute. <laughs> I can maybe see the fish. Like, okay. She does okay. kind of have like a mermaid silhouette. Um, I mean, we don't we don't need to believe it. I, it's a nut, but I like it. I think it's she a looks nut. Gorgeous. It's a great. It's a great garment made by yeah. Con- Connor McCaldin, um, okay. Boa's partner. Uh, uh, very lovely. Okay, so Shelazon Larue comes out as I think I it was Sky this. Lady, Sky Lady, um, Sky Lady. This yes. dress, this dress. I don't really. I don't know if this necessarily looks like Sky Lady. I don't know what Sky Lady is supposed to look like. I mean. It's more like Amy Winehouse, I find. Um, it's okay. Mm. I don't want to cut it, so I guess I'll nut it. <laughs> I think I'm not going to cut funny. it either because I love the story behind it. I love the story behind okay. it, and I thought her makeup was stunning. Yeah, I'm going right? to give this a nut. You like the makeup work? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm nutting it too because I'm not against simple drag. Um, then Giselle Lullaby comes out as some sort of goddess from the forest uh with all of the prosthetic ears and uh, mm-hmm. a bodysuit with some fabric around her waist and some dollar store flowers on her shoulders lovely i like this this is a nut this is cute i'll give it a nut it's definitely creative um it's giving something mm-hmm. I, I think it fits the vibe too like it fits like the story it's very foresty with the flowers mm-hmm. and even like the corset almost looks like tree bark Mm-hmm. Um, flowers on the tights. I like it. I give this a nut. Okay, but tell us how you really feel. Moving on to Kimmy Couture. Okay, so this is a moment. This is very Drag Race. I love this cape. Um, it is a starburst yeah. headpiece. It is showgirl. It is Vegas. It is showing skin in just the right way. This orange looks beautiful on her skin. Oh my god, that cape. Um, yeah. Honestly, if she won... It's probably because of this look. Um, I don't necessarily agree that challenges should be based upon a look, however. So... Well, the runway always ties in with the challenge. So it's like... I think the judges got it really well. But I still don't think... This look is stunning. This is a nut. This is very well done. This is beautiful. You are couture, Kimmy. I agree that the look is amazing. Um, It's also... It's made by Kiki Ko from... uh, Season oh, one of Call Me Mother. Oh, it is yeah. very geeky. Uh, geeky always does those Starburst things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It looks great on her. Her presentation on the runway was also very fierce and very yeah. fitting. Um, yeah. But I agree with you. A, a, even though the runway always factors into like the challenge win, I still don't think that her presentation in the comedy challenge was worthy. Like, I don't no. think any runway could have saved that. I totally disagree. Opinion. Uh, I agree with you. Um, so uh, next up is the one and only Ms. Fierce Delicious coming out as I think of the goddess soon, who's like a goddess of beauty. I really mm-hmm. love this. All the mirrors. Oh, the yes. And the fantasy hair with the mirrors in it. Yeah. I love. And the only, so the only critique, of I think shoes. everyone's probably talking about this is that for some reason, again, this is a production problem. I know this is a competition, but for crying out loud, 
the mirror in front was smudgy. And could you not have told her? Could you not have done something about that? This could have been such a moment. Like, come on. Like, wearing mirrors is hard (laughs) because of that very reason. Yeah. I did not see that. The smudgy smudgy. mirror. It's a little smudgy. Um, But otherwise, I think she looks beautiful. And I think this look is just as good as um, the one we just saw. Yeah, Yeah. this is is a wonderful concept. Uh, I I, I really don't understand why why Miss Fiercelicious didn't win this week. I really think she deserved it. Um, I will stand on a mountain and say that, like, that bitch turned it. Thank God. <laughs> Someone had to. I com- I completely echo everything that you just said. Uh, I thought the look was great. I thought it was very fitting of her brand. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, it was incredible. She looked gorgeous. Um, and again, yeah, I think she totally deserved to win. Or Shell was on. I would have been happy with Shell was on winning uh, the... Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole All challenge right, as Vivian well, but Vanderpost. Vivian for sure. Vanderpost comes on out as uh, some goddess. She looks like a thundercat, and this this got, this outfit is amazing. I love it. Yes, I agree. She looked great. Um, mm-hmm. Do you nut it? I nut it. Thundercat. I, I give this. it a nut. Oh my god, Kitty Couture. I love. I love. I love Kitty Couture, not Kimmy. And then we've got Irma Gerd as the goddess Discord. Apparently, Brooklyn hated this look. I thought it was very Grecian. There's lots of colors. I love this crazy cotton candy hair going all which ways. I thought she looked like a popple or like a like a sun a sun tot from Sun Tots and the Smoggies. Oh my gosh. Do you remember Shut that show? Up. It's like so yes. old. I love this look. And then for some reason, Brad was like, I thought you were gonna criticize the shoe. What is wrong with the shoe? Do you see? Is there anything wrong with that shoe? I don't don't think think there's anything wrong with that shoe. Like, if you're going to criticize someone's shoe, at least don't be like sitting behind a desk so we can't see yours. Like, Brad, go fuck yourself. Literally, go fuck yourself. I I hate (laughs) this so much. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So, this is enough for me. Not total nut. Uh, I don't hate it. I I feel it's maybe a little more superhero in my opinion. Um, uh-huh. And one critique that she got that I agreed with, I think it was from Brooklyn, was like it's it's missing the chaos. Like this is the goddess of chaos. So I didn't really get that from it, from what I can see. But um, it fits I her totally beautifully. Disagree. She looks gorgeous. I totally agree. Uh, she looks totally chaotic. What are you talking about? Look at this. She's got messy hair. Her got a crazy color pattern. I, uh, I don't. I don't. That still doesn't chaos. say chaos to me. Are you kidding? Chaos is like, but I. Chaos is more like turmoil, destruction. I think. All you right, know what I mean? we're Not done. Just we're like done. A mess. We're done. Okay, we're done. Okay, okay thank you very thank much. Thank you. For it is out. your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get to talk the most. Just kidding. I love you, mom. Exactly. No, I can cut you off. I, I'm editing this, so I can cut everything you said out anyway. <laughs> I um, love it. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done. Any final thoughts on this episode? 
let's do better moving forward, Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> Hopefully, let's let's get the shit out of the way so we can really deliver a great season. I agree. I love every queen on this season. And if we're reading you, like, please don't take it with a grain of salt. Like, every one of you is so special, um, especially yeah. compared to season two, which was not special. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> There was yeah. there were moments in season two, but no, like, there wasn't. Yeah, no, there weren't. No, there weren't. Well, no, there weren't. yeah. Um, so season <laughs> three is here. I have to admit, I was a little disappointed because season, episode one of season three was so good. I am yeah, kind of crushed that see, episode two has gone straight back to the problems that season two had. It is boring, and the number one rule in show business is do not bore me uh like uh-huh. it's boring it's cringy it's bad the queens are amazing and they're not supported the production is atrocious and the judges are delusional they're delusional mm-hmm. they're just delusional okay and yeah and not qualified to judge this type of challenge in my opinion yeah where's your certificate baby no <laughs> Uh, where's no, where's your con certificate huh uh i mean seriously i mean i'm not so, trying to say you need to have a certificate to judge comedy but like at least at least do it at least know what you're talking about i'm sorry totally um, and i mean that was her biggest struggle on her season of drag race like brooklyn was i know comedy. it's like and you she's know. trying to do comedy now great really exciting yeah. i'm glad that Canada, a, a country that is kind of known for comedians, is consistently just like not utilizing them at all in a good way. One hundred percent. So, um, uh, any uh, any final thoughts? How how did you enjoy uh, recording your first squirrel talk? Was it as exciting as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> that and more. Mom, I felt <laughs> so welcomed and so loved, and <laughs> it totally fits in with everything that we do. No, I had a great time. Thank you for finally having me. I mean that. Um, oh, I, I sense the bitterness. There. To... I, sense, I sense the bitterness. You're full of shit, <laughs> and we're gonna when I, next next we'll, time I have you on. We'll talk after. Um, I mean, you're gonna. I'm gonna force that truth out of you like a baked burrito. I will never because burrito. it's an honor to be on your podcast at any time mother oh it's an honor to have you you're a wonderful talented drag queen and daughter and we do amazing things together so i mean i think now that we're bonding over our hatred of this episode our love (laughs) of these queens our love of each other and our hatred of brooklyn heights um You know what? Brooklyn still has not acknowledged the fact that I don't I hate Brooklyn Heights. I think she's very talented. I am the first Canadian on Camp Wanakiki. She is the first Canadian on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, She still has not acknowledged me whatsoever. And you know what? Until she does, I hate you, Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I just hate you. So until you show me some love, goodbye. Goodbye. Please show her some love, Brooklyn, so that I can sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please let her sleep. Uh, but no, okay, I everybody. think Brooklyn is good at what she does. But yeah, she. Oh, Brooklyn's stunning. Brooklyn pumped. is stunning. Yeah. Brooklyn is And like stunning. her dancing, her movement, like she's a vision for sure. Yeah. She but should keep moving and stop talking 
in my opinion. Just yeah. stop talking, yeah. keep moving. Just That'd unless you're acknowledging her. Acknowledge you her. You look please, great, Brooklyn. sweetie, this as is, long as you don't open your mouth. Hashtag comment on Hillary. Girl, I'm going to make this I'll a campaign. If it yeah, takes we'll this get it. to get We're her to notice me, fine with me. And if it's a police restraining order, I don't want to <laughs> go near her anyway because she smells. So uh, okay. let's get this over with. Let's get this over with, baby. Um, thank you, Skrulls, for listening to us bitch about Drag Race. And um, I guess we'll be next, back for next week. I hope it's better. Do you hope it's better? Comment below. Send it to my DMs. Let me know what you think. <laughs> Messy, how can they find you out on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at what.a.mess00, or just search Messy Margaret, and you'll find it. And on TikTok, uh, it's Messy Margaret Queen 20. Work. Okay, squirrels. We'll see you next week. And Messy week. Productions Canada. Okay, calm down. I'm finishing the episode. Okay, squirrels. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm going to go to the next one. 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 I